Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible, and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today we're going to continue our conversation from last week. We're going to pop in um, a lot about the X-Men. It's going to seem like no time has passed for us. That's (laughs) That's weird. A lot about the X-Men. So crazy. A lot about the Terminator. Um, Let me ask you a question. What's your your favorite X-Men movie? My favorite X Men movie. I mean, yeah. it had to. Be, it has to be um, Days of Future Past because it erases X three. X three. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I gotta say, for that a- reason and that reason only, like strangely, like like a whole rest of that movie aside, which was fine. That's the reason I love that movie the best. You know, what? <laughs> here's it, the thing: it erased such an egregious fucking pimple on the backside i feel like days of future past is a forgotten film it is the avengers of the film you liked first class it's in there you like the originals they're in there too hey you want a movie that's a wolverine movie go for it it's in there too it's all in there it's like it's all there like like doesn't matter which era you liked doesn't matter if you if you liked mcavoy or stewart doesn't matter if if which like where you want to be it's got everything a little bit of everything it's a kitchen sink of a movie. I it's I I really loved Logan a lot. But I think yeah, X2 X2 is still pretty great. I got to admit X2 takes itself seriously enough um uh and sticks with the underlying meaning of the of the I think after X2 the meaning of the films get lost, although I think Logan is a wonderful dissertation on what it's like to have Alzheimer's actually. Um but I think that uh, I think X two probably remains my favorite of the X Men movies. Um, I would say I like X Men, X two, Logan, First Class, Days of Future Past. Those are the five good ones, right? Um, yeah. With with the Wolverine being right at the bottom of that, like oh, it's okay. No, no, the Wolverine, not not, not X Men Origins Wolverine, the one in Japan. Oh oh oh. <laughs> yeah. Even the- that one, it's not. Although it's better it's, than the other one, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all. It's all. It's all right. And then you've got. Uh, then you've got. Uh, and I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. We'll talk about Dark Phoenix in a second. But then after that, you've got X. Uh, you've got uh, first class or, or not first class. Sorry, um, uh, X Men: The Last Stand. That's X three, um, followed uh. by <laughs> probably followed by X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, yeah. And then, and then, apocalypse is, also, is just uh, apocalypse is just embar- It's it's between X Men Origins, Wolverine, and Apocalypse. Which one is more embarrassing? Uh, Wolverine is just so small and embarrassing. And I apocalypse- think it's and the only and it, and it really only gets super embarrassing right at the end. Like I think up until the very end, where you have Deadpool. Uh yeah, it, that movie is kind of okay. Yo, here's the thing. But X-Men or, here's X-Men the thing. Origins without Wolverine that movie sun- and without that horrible part, you don't have so many great jokes in Deadpool. Yeah, no, no. It's it's worth So it's there's like, that. And, yeah, and I'm not even counting Deadpool as part of this. You know they're the they're still going to theatrically release the new mutants movie. They say it's still coming. They 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 screened it, they scheduled reshoots. It's been two years and the reshoots have not been done. But they say they're still going to do wow. that. Wow. At this point they're going to be the old mutants before it's done. I guess so. Shit. It's just going to change the name to the mutants. <laughs> I mean, it puts it in perspective though. Like, you know how hard it is for, for us, like to put together our little movies, like, and they're a big yeah. fucking studio. Like, makes yeah, you but you know what? Better about that. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm like, Hey, look, like I, like I edit Trek off by my fucking self. Like I did it myself. Yeah. Like I did all of the post-production on Trek off alone. And it took me less time than the fucking New Mutants. So this is what I'm saying. There you go. Okay. You know, uh, like that's something to be proud of, my friend. <laughs> all right, b- before we talk about that, uh, let's go into a little a little Harlan Ellison, right? Did you know that the guy who wrote City on the Edge of Forever is also credited with Terminator? It did not actually. Yeah, 
he got a credit on Terminator because evidently they feel like that feels like a Harlan. It does feel a little like a Harlan Ellison script, doesn't it? Like, could you not oh, put definitely. the original Terminator right next to City on the Edge of Forever? Like, Wait, you know, what? You, City on the Edge of Forever from Star Trek. Could you not put the original Terminator next to it and go, okay, you go back in time and you stop the thing, but by stopping the thing, you actually are making it happen. It's it's like sort of the same. It's the same jam, right? It's like it's it's a similar like Termi- jam. It's the consequences of your actions. And you know what? the thing is, Terminator is very dark. Like the outcome is very dark, and what's happened? Like it's it's more Harlan Ellison than City on the Edge of Forever, right? <laughs> like in well, terms of. But here, well, here's the thing, though, right? City on the Edge of Forever is like Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, while uh, while Terminator is like the heavy metal version of that, which I actually like better. Um, which is what Green <laughs> Jelly did that. Uh, and and they're both good. I like them both. Um, but it's totally like, hey, you like that time travel story? Like it's da 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 Fuck you! I don't know. I don't know. Analogies. It's amazing. There's a song that people forgot. People forgot about the Green Jelly remake. I think it was Green Jelly who did it. Um, the remake of Smooth Criminal. But I didn't forget it because it's probably my favorite remake of a song, almost ever done. It's it's another great. Anyway, let's just go. Here comes Terminator, guys. Here comes a big old episode of Trek Off for you. Have fun. <laughs> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna have Alexia watch the trailer for Terminator: Dark Fate. Two days ago, I had this nice, simple life, and now it's a nightmare. you before almost human I am human why do you care what happens to her because I was her keeping you alive. <laughs> that all fucking watch, dude. Yeah, like I told man. you, I already had a good feel. I saw Sarah Connor, the real fucking Sarah Connor, in that in the in the fucking I'm like, oh shit. If they are not fucking yeah. with me, if that is legit, I am That's on her. fucking board. <laughs> so, so this is continuing this new trend of ignoring sequels to just give you. I am fine with them ignoring bad sequels. I really, really am. I think it's a great idea. I think it's good to go. You know what? That was bad and dumb, and we don't acknowledge it. This is good, and this is the actual sequel. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I, you know that I'm not as good with it. We've talked about that, but this yeah. is this is a really easy one line thing where you go, where, where you go. But I thought the future was going to be different. You know, there are multiple timelines. It's just uh, good, done. That's it. That's all you That's need. It. 
<laughs> that's it. That's all you need to say. Because you know what? This is the one. Dad looks really scary. This is the one. This is Stop the it. one. This is the one series where you can just do that. Because you know what? Absolutely, it's a series that is built on creating new timelines. Like yeah, they like created that's the a whole new timeline. <laughs> In the first movie, they created a new timeline. Then they did the second movie, and they were like, uh, "Judgment Day, we moved it up." And then we said, "Judgment Day, we moved it up." And then we said, "Judgment Day, we moved it up." Here we are. Judgment Day has been moved up, and guess what? The machines are still somewhere in the future. Like these machines are supposed, like the machines are supposed to be from like 1999. So the 90 machines from 1999 are going into the past, into 2019. Like, it's, at this point, you just go, yeah, you know what? That other shit that happened, sure, it happened somewhere. That's fine. Like, yeah, that, yeah, or know. even it happened, like, or maybe they delayed it. Like, because here's the reality, right? And that's what I think is always kind of so compelling. And the reason you can keep going back to this particular uh, story is even when we get warning bells for shit, like, we don't always heed them, Right. Or we'll heed them for a time, and then, I don't know, 10 years will pass, and we'll forget about it. will be like, oh, that's right. Yeah, that was, an, that was a bad idea. We shouldn't do that. Wait, what? Like, and, and particularly now in the way, in, in, in the, the clip that society moves at now, like, people don't remember 10 fucking minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like, like so the- learning from the past is, like, not even a thing. So, so I, like, I, I think it is perfectly acceptable that, like, we would... Like for some period of time, they were able to put off Armageddon, and then sure enough, yeah, 20, 30 years so, later, it still happens because we fucking forget. So here's the interesting thing. Here's here's I mean, there are many interesting things. Here's one of the interesting things about this trailers. I saw a uh, or about what you're saying. I saw a an honest trailer. I love the honest trailers, as you know, for Terminator Two, and they always have a little stinger at the end, and they show the bit where uh, Arnold's arm gets cut off in Terminator 2 by the liquid metal Terminator. And and the guy goes, come on, you just left your arm behind. That's the same thing you did in the first movie. You had one job. (laughs) (laughs) You had one job. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is true. Um, It is. It's funny. I got to say, though, uh, another thing very compelling in that um in that trailer i um you're so human almost you're so different from the others almost human i am human yeah i mean that's interesting what? and then they and then they're like producer so, like, james that brings cameron up the, returns. like that now we're getting into like fucking uh ghosts in the shell you know human beings augmented like that's a whole other level, man. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's interesting. That's so really so, interesting. Like maybe so, they were. Maybe that's how they staved it off. They were like, you know what? Making AI and letting it do its own thing is a bad idea, but augmenting ourselves with tech is a great idea. So we talked. Uh, we we talked earlier about um, when we were talking offline about the Terminator movies that you've seen. You haven't seen. So let's go through them. 1984 is the Terminator, directed by James Cameron, um, is the is the one that not everyone has seen, but is the is a low budget horror movie. That, it's fucking good. That plays with weird timelines, kind of like it's it's, an, it's a cool it's a cool thing. But this is the um, first time when this like th- th- no this and Aliens. I think both Terminator Two and Aliens are the two that are like better than the first one. And interesting, they're both directed by James Cameron. <laughs> both directed by the same guy. It's kind of a thing he does, I guess. It's like he gets um, this cool idea, and then when he expands on it, it becomes much more interesting. Now he made, yeah. Look at look at the look at the remake he did of Fern Gully. Um, the I loved it. You loved Avatar. I did. I hope you. I hope you loved Avatar. You're getting four more of them. Um, really? So we'll oh yeah, we'll talk in a second. Um, then they had Terminator Two: Judgment Day, which yeah, and is, it seems like the only thing you need to have for this is the ones that matter, which is Terminator and Terminator Two. Well, that's what they're saying that this is a direct sequel to Terminator Two. Good. Let's talk really quick about because ter- it should ter- be. <laughs> let's talk about Terminator Two, Three, Four, and Five, which all have interesting things about them. Terminator Three. Is seems very much like someone else is trying to cover the song and adding it. It's like the UB40 of of movies where they're like, hey, we can do Wild Road, we can do Red Red Wine, it's the same. We can do Freebird. Yeah, we're UB40. We can do Freebird. Sure, it's going to be the same as Leonard Skinner, right? Um, 
it like they're they're playing all the notes, they're singing all the words, but something's off about <laughs> that Terminator same. 3. And, and here's the here's the thing about Terminator 3. It's so close. There's tons about Terminator 3 I really like. It has the greatest really? it's such a down ending. It's got a dark ending. It's got a cool idea about like bringing all the machines to life. Um I really like uh both Kate Brewster and um and John Connor in that movie. There's a lot that I like, but mm. it's just it's just not right. It's like it's like a good meal that you've left in the fridge like one day too long. It's okay to eat. And it tastes pretty much the same. Some things, I don't know. Something I'm not right. <laughs> um, and then um, Terminator Salvation, I give enormous props for its. Um, I give enormous props for its ambition. They're like, okay, we're not going to do the same thing. We're going to set it in the era of the machines. We're going to get Christian Bale. We're going to try and do something totally different, and it's going to have time travel. It's a really ambitious film. Ultimately, I think that it collapses under its own weight. It's not a very good movie, but whereas the third one seems just kind of like, the third one seems just not as good, like it seems, I would call Terminator Salvation, correct me if I'm wrong on this, a respectable failure. Right. It's it's like sure. it didn't do what it was trying to do, but it was trying to do something different. It said this is a big enough world that you can tell different kinds of stories. Here's a different kind of story and we'll try and do something new. Um, and I dug what it was going for. It's much like the Star Wars prequels. I love that it exists and what it tells me about the world. But the movie itself is just not that compelling. So you never saw Terminator 5. No. Terminator I, 5. Well, I'll tell you interestingly. So I have it. Uh, in German. What? <laughs> so, I, as you know, I love 3D, and I refuse to let go of 3D. I refuse, okay? I like it, I want it, I'll have it. So, okay. and and we just don't release movies in 3D in America almost at all anymore. For home video, yeah. And that really pisses me off. And so I have to go and, like, fucking get it uh, from... And hope that it's region free in Britain or region free from like China or like fucking Taiwan and like Germany, Indonesia. Like I have to look and find these like hopefully region free <laughs> versions that are 3D because they get 3D. And it's like, what the fuck is that about? Um, so why? So why? So why, I, we, we did it. Is it we only got it German? off eBay there, and we didn't Is there no English track? That it was German. It was like, There's no English ah. track. There's no, like, you can't change the language. No. No. Oh, no. So it was just oh, like no. a total bust. I was like, man, that They were like, fuck it. I'm never watching this. It's like, so um, I guess I'm not watching it. <laughs> Unless someone I wants you? to send me a 3D copy that will play in America in English. What can I say about Terminator Genesis? Terminator Genesis is a mess. Um, I like it, but I'm a sucker for this franchise. I like this franchise more than I, most people. I was actually excited to see it because I, because of the whole I'm a sucker for any like for Arnold or her and certainly Michael Bean if they bring him. Like but I'm just like I'm a sucker for the originals because that was when it was good. So this so I, Amelia, so Amelia Clark does a had me. Amelia you know Clark what I mean? does a like she's she does a, a decent job of imitating but she's just so cute. And that's not what Sarah Connor was. Um, it has an interesting idea, which it 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 says basically the timeline's fucked. Like she is in, she is, uh, she is. It starts in 1984. Um, it it it, re, it like remakes some of the scenes from the first Terminator. Yeah, see that um, upsets up, me. Up, no, 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 it remakes the the scenes, including young Arnold. And yeah, then that I'm fine with, but why? Why well, are we well, gonna have somebody else playing Sarah Connor then? Well, here's the thing, because that, that or because she, they, what they, the scene they remake is they they have a new guy playing Reese, and they shoot it the exact same shots of him running through the store and like throwing clothes on himself, and, and it's the exact same scene as it was before. And then at the end of the scene, Sarah Connor, as we know her from T2, bursts in with a truck and saves him, which never happened with a really old. Terminator that saves him 
uh, a really old um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then young Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up, and old Arnold Schwarzenegger fights young Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so here's the deal: is that is that in this movie, the T eight hundred went back to Sarah Connor as a child and raised her, and now she and this basically her father, um, who is now a Terminator has it we've gotten to the point in the timeline where Kyle Reese shows up and she is actively pulling him out so the timeline and then they go through a, a, another time vortex and they end up in modern times where you find out that Skynet exists on the internet and that's and that kind of makes sense like if you look at the time it was coming out you're looking AI as it exists on the internet and and crowdsourcing and crowd information and stuff like that and the idea oh, is that a side an a- note because you just brought up AI existing on the internet um I watched a movie. Uh, you can YouTube it. It's quick side a com- completely AI generated script. Okay. Yeah. Like I'll, the guy. I'll... Have you seen it? It's like twelve minutes long, and I'll the watch guy the basically movie. fed like Star Wars scripts, Harry Potter books. Oh, I've heard like, about this. The Harry the Harry Potter books. I've read them. I've 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 read the Harry Potter book uh, as calculated by an AI, and they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, They're so basically amazing. he fed this he fed the AI this information and then so it could learn how to write and then asked it to create a completely new, unique story of its own. And it's and it's bizarre and terrible and wonderful and it is I'm sure it is Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you have to anyway <laughs> anyway, Terminator Genesis is is the idea is that is that you know that in desperation old Sarah Connor would have sent the the T eight hundred back in time to raise herself as a child and then they jump forward in time and that's like I'm okay like people thought that was a bridge too far I thought it was cool it was really fun to watch old Arnold fight young Arnold like that that's was a cool the thing, thing to- I was like that was the part I found compelling about the movie that I was looking forward to was the, Ulti- the ultimately old Arnold, if, young Arnold situation it falls apart because the leads aren't very good and the movie's really messy did you ever watch Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles yeah I did yeah. It was great. Can I say this? It was a, it was a good show. It was a, yeah. It was a show that had no right to be as good as it was. Um, especially when they got to season two and they were bit, they, they were like, yeah, the timeline is constantly changing. Everything you do is changing the co- timeline. And you eventually have a character who had basically a fiance from the future. And it's been like four episodes since he showed up. And the fiance from the future comes back in time. And she has no idea. She does not have that relationship with him because of the ti- changes they've made in the timeline. And I was like, holy shit, that's a great idea for a show to go, you know what? Everything you're doing is changing the timeline in front of you. And if someone from that timeline comes back in time, they will not recognize the timeline that you know. I thought there was a brilliant idea for a show. The show got so smart, and then it got canceled, which is a giant shame. But if you get a chance, it to is, check and because and, and I'll tell you right now, if that show um, was on the air, like in the with, had been on the air within the past year, maybe even two, it would have gotten picked up by Netflix. Yeah, it would have been no, saved it's, by Netflix. It's a, it, it's a like giant Lucifer got shame. saved by Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. Like. Yeah, it, that's what would have happened. Like, because that's what happens to good shows that get canceled. Like, yeah, people are was... like, "What are we doing? What's happening?" And 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 a lot of times the, the people involved don't understand because there are fans and people seem to be loving it, and then they get canceled. They're like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> like, so Terminator Terminator Dark Fate essentially assumes that it is just a sequel to Terminator Two. James Cameron and Tim Miller, uh, so Tim Miller. And there are other people writing it too. I think that David Goyer, who wrote the 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 Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, is working on it. And they all went and got together, got a new script that this is a sequel to T two. And this is what I was saying. I invested time in the other Terminator films. Time and energy. Cry me a river. <laughs> all I need is a line. I will because I'm not as invested as Star Trek, you can give me the fucking Uhura line if you want. Go just say alternate timeline. Do you even and need I, the Uhura timeline? Are you not smart enough on your own? You need it fucking fed to you. Like you want baby food I now. Need, like fucking I calm need down, dude. Film. Like, just I need the it. film to acknowledge. So here's the. I did you see the the Halloween reboot from last October? No, it's I did, out. I, didn't I think want to, though. it's out. I think you can watch it now. So so check it out. It also ignores every sequel to Halloween. It ignores Halloween two. It's just a sequel to the original Halloween. Yeah, but it's got which is interesting. Curtis in it, right? Well, here's the thing, though. So did Halloween 2 had Jamie Lee Curtis. 
And then they made a bunch of sequels and that H2O didn't have Jamie did as well, and I liked that one. Well, that's it. They made a bunch of sequels that didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis. Then they made H2O, which ignored all of those sequels, which I was fine with. And then they made other sequels, <laughs> and then they made another sequel with Jamie Lee Curtis that ignored H2O and the other sequels. <laughs> so it's like it's like I wonder is Jamie Lee Curtis going to come back next year with a sequel that ignores the sequel that just came out? Is that just going to be what she does? <laughs> I just continues. what did I say? Didn't I say like fucking 10 minutes? We don't we can't even remember 10 minutes ago. Like I wouldn't be surprised. So so I don't care cuz I don't give a shit about the Halloween franchise at all. I I I never even saw the sequels. But if they fucking did that like they made a reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street which I was fine with. Um, I don't hate as much as everyone else. It's not great, but it's an it's Freddy enough that okay, really I'll pop it in. For it's just a pale, it's a pale copy. It's like why do it? Like why? Uh, yeah, it, but unless you can do something better, or you have a completely different take on something, I don't understand the. Re- I don't understand why you would redo something. I you just know why I that. you know why I pop it in from time to time because it's a Freddy film. It's a Freddy film that looks pretty. It's a Freddy film that looks good and looks modern. It lacks. Yeah, well, everything I would have been else. happier if they. I mean, if they just re like remastered oh, it, that would be oh, better. Hear- you know. Yeah, but it just has that modern look to it. So here's here's the deal: if they made a sequel with Robert Englund and Heather La- Heather Langenkamp that ignored Dream Warriors and just said we're just doing a sequel to the original, I'd be pretty pissed. But what if it didn't ignore I- Dream Warriors? Then I would be happy. Right. But it, but ignored the other bullshit. Like dream what child bullshit? Shit. No, I don't want to ignore Dream Child because I, I actually, I really liked the saga of Alice. I really liked Alice in in in. I liked four and I liked five. Well, I thought my dream point child... is, if you're gonna if you're gonna be following Heather Langenkamp's character, like you don't need to be talking about four and five. Is really my point. I know, but here's the thing: she dies in three. Nancy dies in three. So if you're gonna, go, oh, we're gonna ignore that fact, and it's just Freddie and Nancy now. And the other ones didn't happen. I'm going to be a little pissed because you know what? The other ones did happen. So I'm better with a reboot than I am. I'm better with them starting over than I am with them ignoring when it comes to franchises that I really care about. With Terminator, I can at least look past it because it seems like every movie is a reboot. Every movie is a direct sequel to Terminator 2, um, which is not like like... It's not entirely fair because Terminator 4 carries some characters from Terminator 3, but it just seems like every movie's like, we're just sequelizing Terminator 2. It's Terminator 1, 2, then 3, then 4, and then Terminator 1, 2, then 5, and now it's Terminator 1, 2, and then 6. And <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's just like, this is the real one. This is the one that's going to be really good. And I hope it's really good. I have I a hope feeling so, this. Man. I man. That's my. Like, this. Uh, everything I saw in here felt like a sequel to Terminator 2 that I'd be all about. Yeah, Do you know too. what I'm saying? Like, um, when Sarah shows up and she just fucking wailing, I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, Here's what it they is need to do. a glorious I, feeling. <laughs> they better have cast their new characters well. Not just with the new hotness, but they better have spent their time. There's really pretty people playing these characters. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They better be really good. That's what I'm saying. They better be really good and you really be well able to written. Bring it, yeah. Yeah, I I want to be able to have a sequel after this without Arnold and without Sarah Connor, where I were in this film. I have learned to care about these new characters very very well. Star Wars has almost done it. I care very much about what happens to Rey and Kylo and stuff. And yes, you know Luke and Leia, and I'm glad to see Lando back and stuff. But I care about about Rey and and Poe and Finn not as much, but I do care about them uh, yeah. enough. So so this film better be able to do it. This film be, be, better be able to go. You yeah, know what? like I want it to be able to do the thing, like to to pass the torch effectively. Yeah, like, I and would like so that far, to be the case. So far, I don't want that to, have to be, be that- like I've been saying over and over. That is the key to a really good sequel that isn't just banking on my on my nostalgia. Like, isn't just like here you go. This will make you feel warm in your nostalgia place. Um, that is actually putting the needle forward on the on the story, but is but is interweaving it with what I already know, and is that's what I want to see. It's like just because these characters. Like, these were amazing franchises. Like, 
these characters were amazing. Like you can't just pretend they never happened or just, I know we want to do, we want to just do the same movie, but we're going to cast someone else as Sarah. You can't just put someone else in in Sarah Connor. Like it's not that fucking easy guys. Yeah. And and not Amelia Clark, just because she happens to be on game of Thrones. Like if someone's going to be as Sarah Connor, she better fucking remind me of Sarah Connor. That's why Lena Headey did so well. Uh, yeah, at first I was very against her, but on the show I got I came to be okay with it as its own thing. Yeah. And because she, she definitely elevated and brought it. Um, Sorry, you can't just take every lead from Game of Thrones and cast them as Sarah Connor. You can't do it. Um, so, so because Lena Headey is also both Sarah Connors, both Sarah Connor replacements are all on Game of Thrones. Um, are they? Yeah, Lena Headey. Le- I know Lena, Lena Headey is. I knew she. I know she plays. I don't watch well, the show, I, but I know she plays. Um, Cersei. Uh, what's her name? Cersei. Yeah. Yeah, and that. the and the other one, the other one plays Daenerys. So they <laughs> literally just. <laughs> That's really um, funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, so to round us out, speaking of sequels, um, there's a movie coming out this week that I may or may not go see in the theater. It's called Dark Phoenix, guys. Oh yeah. And. I'm not going to see it. Rarely have reviews been so important in keeping me away from a film. You know, I'll go see a film, even if it's got pretty bad reviews. Like, you know, the other Terminator films, you know, if I... So, for instance, if I look up, just for fun, I'm going to look up Terminator... Sorry. Terminator Genesis, right? That's the one that we were just talking about. And Terminator Genesis, uh, there we go, clicking on it. Uh, comes in with ooh with a twenty six percent eek. I still kind of liked it, but I have to go. I recognize its problems, right? I have to go. I understand that it's a problematic film, but I, I kind of still liked it. But twenty six percent is pretty is pretty telling, right? Mm-hmm. So when I tell you the Dark Phoenix is coming in with a twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, I usually don't I'm, trust Rotten Tomatoes, but I see. I here's the thing. I don't I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes between like 35 and 65%. Like between those two, if Rotten Tomatoes gives a film a 90, I generally like it. And likewise, if it gives a film a 20, it's usually true. Not always, but usually. Here are some quotes from Rotten Tomatoes. Here we go. Ready? Um, uh, f- from IndieWire. Dark Phoenix, on the other hand, is designed to avoid pushing any buttons or doing much of anything else for that matter. Um... Dude, it's B movie bad, innately hilarious. If only someone had told the filmmakers, Oof. it made me wish for the days of Brian Singer, and that is unforgivable. Um, uh, the X Men franchise dies doing what it loved, wasting opportunities and being the worst. Um, an an-, an anticlimactic ending to an otherwise brilliant franchise. This tenth X Men production, and arguably the worst, with little left in the creative tank to fuel another round of mutant uprising. Um, I mean, I'm going to keep going for a little because this is fun to do. Um, I mean, I hate, I, I hate to. You're not nice. <laughs> I know. Um, X-Men Dark Phoenix is a lackluster, emotionally empty and rushed ending to a cherished franchise that deserves so much better. Um, uh, so here we go. Here's one of the positive. Turner's generally good. Turner is generally good in her role, but it would have been better if she'd been given more range. Being anguished all the time can be tiring for audiences. That's one of the positive reviews. Um, wow. Uh, a positive. Many fans have had their face shaken in recent years, but Dark Phoenix is loving, if imperfect, farewell. Um, wow. Is it? It's it's, it's just, pretty it's muted. Just <laughs> Even after what a dismal piece of business this is. While Simon Kimberg's chapter of the X Men saga taps a lot of familiar notes, this barely memorable slog feels obligatory. A weak step toward the new and hopefully more exciting future. Why is, is it they always fuck up the Phoenix story? Why? Why? Why can't it? Like, it's arguably one of the greatest plot lines in X-Men comics. Um, and they can't one, fucking do it right. I don't understand. From the, from the world of real. Dark Phoenix is the worst X-Men movie ever released. Jesus. I've read some of the reviews in full. It says Jennifer Lawrence is terrible. It says that... Uh, that even the people who are good seem like tr- they're trying really, really hard to make something good out of something bad. Yeah. Um, but it's the last X-Men movie. I mean, did you see Apocalypse? Yeah, once. Because it was sucky. It was bad. It, it was bad. 
Because I had didn't some like good what they did to Storm. Again, like I have beloved characters. Storm, yeah. Rogue, and Phoenix it, are my beloved characters. They had characters. good parts. And you know what? In Apocalypse- And they always uh, fucked them up. Why? Phoenix, Can you tell me Phoenix, why? <laughs> Phoenix was the best part of Apocalypse. I actually really liked her in Apocalypse. I thought she was okay. Um, you, what got me about Apocalypse is there seemed like there were a lot of shots of Michael Fassbender standing in front of a green screen with his hands out going, Aah! like they'd come back to him. He's yelling, Cause he's really good at it. Yeah. He's really good at a lot of things like, but not he's this. He's very talented. <laughs> Um, if if this movie yeah. is, I don't blame Michael Fassbender for anything. Like no, no, no. <laughs> like, but you can't. When you see someone as good as him in in the multitude of things if you've seen him in, you know it's the and director. He's done you some know it's shit. the movie. He's you know, you know what I mean? Shit. Like you know whose watch, fault it is. Watch watch Alien Covenant, or don't because it's not good. But if you must watch Alien Covenant, watch it for Michael Fassbender, who's amazing. Like remarkably amazing. Yeah, it's like he doesn't film. know how to be unamazing. So Yeah. Um and James like, McAvoy's no slouch either. No, um, agreed. Absolutely not, especially I mean god, still haven't seen um Glass yet, but Split, good lord. Glass is great He's too. Fucking so phenomenal in that. Uh, Glass isn't great. Glass is okay. He's great in it. Uh Bruce Willis pulls the whole thing down. So Oh no, so, don't say that to me. Uh, oh yeah, Bruce Willis is terrible. In, in it. He's terrible. He's, He's terrible? Full on terrible. Clearly just cashing a paycheck. Man. Terrible. That is very that disappointing film. to hear. Uh, but McAvoy is great and Samuel L. Jackson is always fun. Um, it's I would I give it a mild recommend. It's actually pretty it's it's okay. It's it's pretty good. Um it's a it's a worthy follow up to the two franchises, you know, as a you know it's it's the return of the Jedi of this thing. It's not as good as the first two, but it's fine. Um, it's just <laughs> well, I like Return down. of the Jedi, so I will yeah. not trust your judgment in this particular case. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so bummed. I gotta say, uh, I'm so bummed because I, like you and I, have done multiple Trek off episodes about the X Men and about Phoenix. And like she's white, like that storyline is like my favorite. And, and we're like, never going to get it again. They were able Here's to like, do it on the 90s cartoon without a problem. And you guys read, can't make a fucking movie about it ever that's good? Why? Like, why? You know, I, it's a worthy question. And I wonder if one of the reasons why is because X-Men always tried to be so quote-unquote grounded that you can't do aliens showing up and taking her off world. Like, it's it's like they, they, they still like, want to shy. They're like, that's not going to work out. It's not going to work in the universe they've created. Um, the bad news is I don't think we'll ever. It will be twenty years before we get another Dark Phoenix story. It's gonna be you know five what? years. You know what? In fact, wait until I get to make it, okay? Because I'm not. Because I would make it right. <laughs> like I'm not. Well, so do- here's the thing: <laughs> Dark Phoenix needs to happen in the MCU if they're going to do it. Like, but because because it's already cosmic. It's hard to take the X Men cosmic. Like it's hard to imagine Logan and also Dark Phoenix. Like they can't both exist. Um, oh, fuck not. Just, they did in a comic and it was fine because no because they never did they never did aliens they never did anything in space it wasn't a thing that these guys did so can you imagine like we're going from from you know days of future past and what it was exploring to suddenly there are aliens like there have never been aliens before like it's just the world doesn't support it and that's why i think that dark phoenix i don't think the dark phoenix story can as it was in the comics, can exist in the X-Men movies, which don't exist in the MCU. But I think once you put the X-Men in the MCU and you go, okay, the X-Men are part of the MCU, you know, then I think you can do the the story there. Or you could have done a completely different Dark Phoenix story that didn't fuck it up. Guess what? Because here's been the doing- thing. Even if, I, even if I say, okay, fine, we can't do Aliens, okay? We can't, we can't do the original genesis of Dark Phoenix because we can't do Aliens, because that hasn't been something that we've talked about or made a thing. First of all, it could become a thing, and that could be the, the thing about the movie. Like, what? Aliens, and then this is the alien threat, right? Like, I'm just saying there's something there. It's interesting. You could do it. But let's say I, let's say we that's off the table, okay? You can do it. She hasn't come into her power, or there's some block, some psychic block in her, that like the, the original baseline that they came up with wasn't terrible, right? The execution is what became terrible in the first attempt. 
It wasn't Absolutely. necessarily the backstory of of like, okay, she's too emotional. She can't control all this. We're gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna basically give her, you know, a, a dam to help. Yeah, no, it's and not the, the story. Breaks. It's that it, it's it's let's let's do this shitty movie around it. Like, like it should be real. that could even work because if you think about it, like the whole thing with Dark Phoenix is that there was all these the, this emotion that this alien being or whatever never had to contend with before. So like that's why and that, that's what's so compelling is this th- this interesting story of trying to like get her back from this dark place where she's completely ruled by any emotion in the moment and has no no ability like cuz there's a a deeper story there right like cuz there are people who have like anger issues that have like like mental health issues that that's legit you know what I mean? And there's a there's something there to having a support system and having people that care about you and, and then helping you find equilibrium or you know what I mean? Like So here's that's the deal, an interesting right? Interesting story. Like I don't understand why it's so Here's the hard. key here's the key piece that has been missing from the other Dark Phoenix stories. I don't know if it happens here. But if you read at like X Men one thirty seven is the is the issue, the end of that saga where Jean Grey dies. Um and if you look at that issue it's Jean Grey in her Marvel Girl costume fighting with Cyclops is the cover of that issue. And there's a key moment where she has gone completely bad and then she comes back to the X-Men and she's like become good again. And she's gotten past her madness. She's had a moment of clarity and she's come past it. And everyone's after her for the shit that she does. And the X-Men decide to stand by her, even though the whole world is against her. And she realizes that she's never going to get it completely under control. And all of the X-Men are going to die because of everybody after her. That's what happens in 137, that the, that, that the Imperial Guard are going to murder all the X-Men because they're after her. And she feels that she can either destroy everyone in the Imperial Guard, but she knows if she does it, she's going to turn bad again. Or she can keep fighting with the X-Men against them, or and then all the X-Men are going to die. And instead, she goes out and she kills herself to save the X-Men. And that moment is missing. I don't have the, I'm back I went dark and I'm good again and I'm so sorry. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to defend you. And she's like, I don't deserve it. And they're like, it doesn't matter. We're going to defend you no matter what. And then it's a hopeless cause and she gives herself up. That's the tragedy. That's the key part of the story. It's not just, I'm dark and I like going bad. You know, if you want to do Dark Phoenix as a movie, right. If you want to do so, I you know it's you have to have the movie. redemption moment. It's important. So, so if yeah, here's here's how you do it. It's a two part movie. The first one is everything we've gotten before. The first one is, and you don't do aliens because you can't in this world. And the MCU will do it different. But in the world they created, what they could have done is they could have had they could have had Jean. Her power gets unleashed. Her power gets unlocked, and she is given an opportunity where everything is going to go bad. And she uses her powers in ways that she shouldn't in order to save everyone. She is like she like does bad stuff for a good reason, and she has to do another bad thing for a good reason. And then she's more casually doing things. Then she goes totally bad, and then at the end of the film, she goes good. Cut to credits to be continued. Then you do Dark Phoenix Part Two, which is she's good, but everyone's coming after her for the shit that she did. And then you have the end of the story. That's how you do it. You do a two-part story, and you could have it be the American government's coming after her for what she did. You could have that, and you could have it be that she's holding herself back because she doesn't want to kill a bunch of people like they're just soldiers. Mm-hmm. And she's holding herself back, and then at the end she kills herself so that she doesn't have to face like becoming morally compromised again. That's an easy, that, I'm not saying it's an easy story to do, but I just broke a story that totally could have worked. And you could do it, Kill Bill 1 and 2, where the first one has yeah. all the budget, where she goes crazy, and the second one is more introspective with a big blowout at the end. You could have done that. Instead, it looks like they just want to have her, you know, being dark. And, you know, that's not what it was about. It's not what it was about, guys. No, that's what I'm so, saying. Like, they, they completely miss the point of, like they they need they they've they've missed the juice. It's like 
somebody made like this lovely fried chicken and they just want the skin and they've met. They've, I know. Like, but there's this lovely juicy chicken inside. Like, don't you want to eat that? No. Don't you realize what this was? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, a no, shame. I don't want um, that. <laughs> I, th- I may still go see it just because I've seen all of them. Because you're a loyalist. I know. Like, it's the X-Men. And we've talked about how important the X-Men was to me. How could I they know. do this? How could they mess it? Like, like I am so glad that it's X- done. I, they did it with, with X-Men 3. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I was so happy that they erased that with X- Days of Future Past. Like, except, except did they? Because I'll bet she dies at the end of this one. Like, did they erase it? I don't know. The timeline's all fucked up. Because he, co- what happens at the end of that movie after the credits? Yeah, he goes back and and he sees that they're okay. But then that Wolverine, evidently, all every one of the X Men die. That Xavier kills all of them for Logan, I guess. And what? also, have you seen Logan oh, for, for Logan? I don't remember that yeah. part. Yeah, no. The reason that that Xavier's so mad, is sad, is because he killed all the X Men one day and. And also, characters are dead in the first class universe that were alive in the original universe. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I mean, know. at this point, the whole X Men timeline is a big jumble fucking mess, frankly. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to take it seriously, then why should I at this point? It's like, seriously. <laughs> like, like, that's yeah, legit. So <laughs> I've, I've heard, I heard a great postulating on one of the Kevin Smith's podcasts about how you introduce mutants into, um, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the way you do it is you change the origin of mutants and you change the whole, you become a mutant, you know, you just happen to be born with it and you become a mutant at at puberty. You get rid of that whole thing. And like at this point, let me ask you a question. If I say the snap, do you know what the snap means? No. No. Okay. Um, Okay. Major things happen during the Avengers movies that you haven't seen. And as a result of those major things, you say that suddenly people start popping up with powers. That's what they, which is not, that is not a thing that happens in the, the Avengers movies. But you say like five movies in, you have people suddenly are just developing powers because of the events of the Avengers movies. And then everyone else is getting kind of pissed that some people, you know, there's jealousy, there's anger, there's prejudice because suddenly people are developing powers, but it's related to the things that have happened before. And, and you, you know, you sort of build yeah, the X Men universe. Yeah, but then you're not really, uh, you're not really f- using the X Men. You're not. Uh, it's not right. Yeah, like, but you can't. There, there's a reason but, that the X Men is the way that it is. Yeah, but as the X as the X Men come into the MCU, the X Men have not existed. And to go, hey, there are thousands of people that have had powers all along and never heard about it. And also everybody's already prejudiced against them. Like you're not going to be able to do it. People are going to have to become aware of and also prejudiced against mutants. So you're going to have to change it somewhat and go, okay, well, mutants are a recent development. And if you say that mutants are a recent development, then what well, you know what would be really brave of them? To say that mutants are a recent development and make an X-Men movie where that's the case, but it's just like the five original X-Men and you don't fucking bring Wolverine in until like, you know, 2030. And you go, yeah, he was also created back then, but but we haven't heard from him because he's often doing his own shit for the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, can they be brave enough to do an X-Men movie without based Wolverine? On what, based on what <laughs> I just said, for but to do a series of them for like five years. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then eventually go like, yeah. By the way, and what if they say that these mutants really it was it was based on, you know, it was based on the shit that happened to the original Avengers, like the Chitari showing up in the original Avengers was the thing that yeah, maybe they left some sort of alien shit behind that caused certain people once they were born at that time to not even not even born at that time, like maybe people born at that time or people who were in New York at that time or whatever, yeah, whatever, And, and it's developed and it's become a problem now. You know, and now and 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 you know, ten years in, and then you wait a while. I just think that so that, that makes the 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 allegory for X Men it it destroys it, and I don't know if I like that. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, but you're actually. but you're gonna you're gonna have to bring them into the MCU some way. So so do know, it slow. Is, I mean, that's the thing. That's the beauty of the whole Avengers universe. Like, you could start having people show up. You don't have to immediately first movie out have people prejudiced. You can give it time to simmer. You can introduce them slowly. 
in other Marvel movies. And well, then and that's how, and that's how they do it, right? That's how they do it. So you have, I think that the next Marvel movie is going to be like my opinion. The next Marvel movie should like the the Fox property they bring in should be the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four fits perfectly in the Marvel universe as it is. It just fits. It fits with the world of Tony Stark that there's another genius and his family that get powers. Like that fits and they're in New York and the world already knows about powered people. So it's not like a huge weird idea that there are these people who are powered. It's just weird that they lock themselves up in their big giant building and they stay there and decide to be a family. Like, like that's, and, and that they're the good guys that the government go to now that the Avengers aren't, you know, aren't really like since civil war have not been a thing. Like, wow, we have this happy, friendly family of, of superheroes. We like these guys. Let's call on them. Because Reed Richards was never a vigilante. He was never you know, on the wrong side of the law. Yeah. So I feel like they fit really well. And then I feel like, yeah, you could start, you know, having their say, you know, have there be like people who just sort of develop powers. Can you imagine like, like three movies from now? You have you have like a random person develops powers and they're trying to deal with it. So they, you know, they they fucking go to Bruce Banner or something to go like, hey, what do I do about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's and that's a plot. And then you go, hold on, these people are showing up in like these movies and you you know the way that you knew that they were going to do Avengers, you know X-Men is coming because it's a thing. It keeps showing up like the Infinity Stones. It keeps showing up that these that these yep. like people have, have like these people who are shit. like these teenagers that are coming like coming into these powers and they don't understand and they don't know what's going on and yeah. they're scared and, you know. Just have them showing up, you know? Yeah. And then eventually and you, can, you have people start talking about it, like have like news reports in the background. Like Yeah. Build it slow, man. You can. You have the you have the resources, you have the storylines. It's not like you don't have a bunch of Marvel stuff you can do to slowly integrate that and have it still be the the you know, the the analogy it's meant to be. Yeah. And which not, I think and is not an important that. I don't want to wait 10 years for that. First of all, I don't know if the earth is still going to be here in 10 years, guys, but like, I, know, I don't right. want to wait 10 years for that analogy because I think it's, it's an important analogy for now. Um, you know, it seems like an analogy. It is, but our, if you do it your way, the analogy isn't there. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think it can still be there. I think it can still be that, you know, that you're No, it can't because at, you don't choose that. I'm not saying that people choose to have powers. I'm saying people, people have powers. It's not people something are, that happens later in life. Like you're, you know, 45, you get hit by a ray gun and oh, look, now I'm instantly <laughs> powered. It doesn't need like, to be that different though. It's, it happens to people when they're 15. So the fact that it's happening to people when they're 30 is not that big of a difference. So you can have this other class of people, the othering of people. As long as they deal with the, the themes in a respectful way, I think they can do it. And I trust Marvel. I mean, Marvel is, you know, fucking they've done it right so far. So I trust them. I mean, they've done quite a bit right. Yeah. I, w- I would. I um, mean, I wouldn't go as far as everything right so far, but no, they haven't done everything right. But the worst Marvel movie, what Thor: The Dark World, is probably the worst Marvel movie. It's infinitely better than Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't have. They didn't. They didn't stick fucking gorgeous, you know, Poe Dameron into purple Power Rangers makeup. And have Michael Fassbender stand in front of a green screen with his hands out for 40 minutes. It's like, eh, it's terrible. It's terrible. What were you thinking? What were you thinking, guys? All right, listen. I think, I think we've nostalgia done- Nostalgia cash lot of, in. That's what they were thinking. That's a, that's, How many times I got to tell lot, you? That's a lot of fucking track off for you guys. I hope you enjoyed these two episodes that you got. Um, but that's it for track off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Track off. off, bitches. Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.